You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. Hungry Howie's knows there's nothing better than pepperoni pizza, but the question is, which pepperoni reigns supreme? Now, you got the crispy, classic cupped pepperoni, you know, the satellite dishes. Big fan. But why choose one when you get both? They got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni plus the original plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99, only at Hungry Howie's. Welcome in, everybody. Week three, college football, cash the ticket, Jim Costa. I'm Mike Valeni, and... We are on to week three. If you want the full recap of Jim's Nervous Breakdown, the recap episode is up. You guys have been tremendous. And if you like what we're doing, the only thing we ask is download, subscribe, like, rate, review. You guys know the deal. Every pod starts the same way. Help us out. Scratch our back. We scratch yours. We're not going to waste a lot of time on the recap because we are... On to week three, we are turning the page. A triumphant Thursday awaits. The reclamation of respectability, Mm -hmm. and it begins now. But before we do it, uh, I am having my wife make the ornaments from scratch. We are going to be adorning the tree of shame. So, Jim, this week, because you you had a week, neither of us were good in college. We Mm -hmm. were lightning Mm -hmm. in the NFL. Mm -hmm. You need to select the ornament of shame to lead this show because, boy, howdy, you had a box full of them. Uh, A lot of options to pick from. Between two. My biggest whiff was probably Virginia, Illinois. But that's – let's go Alabama. people actually Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Alabama, Texas. And we're both guilty. You and I admitted we're both guilty. The whole square dancing bit, we whiffed bad. 20 and a half. Mm -mm -mm. So let's put an elephant on the tree. They'll join South Florida. We'll have a couple up there. Let me ask you a question. From a football perspective, forget about the betting for a minute. Yeah. If Quinn Ewers doesn't get hurt, doesn't Texas win by double digits? Yeah. You know what the thing we doesn't missed? Doesn't it feel that way? You know what we missed? Saban shelters his program from those kind of games where they go into a true road environment in the non-con. 15 penalties, short circuiting. He has shepherded them away from those kind of games. I, looking back at it, I think that's the one area that we just ignored, and that's what got us yeah. beat. No, and what, what got me, and look, we called it square dancing for a reason, guys. I think we both knew that was, as I said, what did I say last week? Drunk guy, tank top, bud heavy, <laughs> Kanye sunglasses at the sports book. <laughs> that's the type of bet that dude makes. Yeah, Bama's undefeated. No one can touch him. Roll damn tight, Daryl. <laughs> so, yeah, you know what? We, we messed up. We screwed up. That's why I don't like making those bets. Okay. And believe me, can you I'm, make- not some, I'm not saying I'm a pro. No. What I'm telling you is there's a reason you don't want to find yourself on those sites. Like, we like brand names, especially in the NFL. Everyone loves brand names like that warm blanket. Or if you're a purveyor of flannel shirts as myself. Everyone loves the embrace of betting on teams like the Cowboys or the Steelers or whatever it may be. I'm telling you, it's how you get in trouble. So it was square dancing. We were mocking ourselves, and we paid. We paid dearly. Can you make me a promise for this week? No nervous energy. I want to put last week behind us. I know 
We can get in our own heads. Let's go into this week. No nervous energy. Triumphant return. So basically you're asking for a men in black. What was that stick where they take, they do boom and you forget everything? Yeah, don't let last week affect this week. What was that thing called, the men in black, when they put the stick up to people's heads and they take their memories? Was it a neuralizer? Good enough for me. Whatever it is. Good enough for me. Boom. Gone. We need that. Let's just do this. And we are ready. On to week three. Let's hit the board. Let's start out. And I want, first of all. Oh, you're going to pay your respects. Who could have seen this coming? Hello, darkness, my old friend. Uh, <laughs> to Scott Carl Frost, I don't know what the hell just took place over the last five years. Scott Frost gone. And now they, they may as well have Mickey Mouse as the head coach. Who is it? Mickey Joseph. Who? Mickey Joseph. You don't know the story? It's, just, it's just pertinent for this game. Right, so let's, let's tee it up for like, people. Go ahead. Be Tom Rinaldi. Move me to tears <laughs> so, I, so I bet Nebraska. Oklahoma, number six in America, minus 10.5 at Nebraska. Fox's big noon kickoff. Mickey Joseph enters as the head coach interim for Nebraska. He played at Nebraska back in the day. Oh, God. And he has a famous moment against Oklahoma. He gets pushed into the bench. I think this is 1990. Pushed into the bench as he runs out of bounds. He gets injured. So now he has this rallying cry for this team. Going Did he never into the... play again? Did, was it like a debilitating yeah. injury? It was traumatizing. So here we go. Mickey Joseph in charge of the program. Christ, he's making him sound like Brian Piccolo, who's <laughs> dead. Bad, he's got bad blood with Oklahoma. Who else do you want to motivate this team who needs to get up off, off the mat after losing their coach? All right. Because you have concerns as to what Nebraska team we're going to see. I think that goes a long way. Jim, it's not that I have concerns. It's, it's, it's earth. Like, I can't tell you with any degree of certainty, are they going to rally up? Are they tired of being called pieces of garbage? Are they tired of being mocked? They rise up. It's a Big 12 rival. Not that any of these kids were around. But <laughs> Mickey Joseph was. Last, Mickey Joseph remembers the Alamo. <laughs> so they went to OU last year, went to Norman, should have won the game, frankly. But what did they do? They went, full Scott Frost, I can't bet the uncertainty. Do I think, look, you know I'm not high on Oklahoma. There was nothing impressive about the performance last week against Kent State. But I also can't be in the business of betting on a team who has always found a way to lose. Mickey Joseph's going to walk in the room. I mean, you're not a magician. You're not going to fix this thing overnight. If you're asking me, what would I do if you forced me to play it? I would take Nebraska. I would take the points. I'd ride the Mickey Joseph emotion, and we're all crying at the 50-yard line Mm -hmm. and shucking corn. But I am not betting into this. There are other games well, I feel better about. Do you think that's how they celebrate at Nebraska after the game? They just get I, Jim, a bunch of Jim, corn and they just... Tim, I don't know. You know what? It's been a minute since they've had a big win, so if, who really knows? If we have any Husker fans out there, look, I'm not dissing you guys. I want you to be good. I, I miss Nebraska being good. I know. But I just can't do it anymore. I have PTSD from the farmland. I can't do it. I think the number... Look, if this thing where it opened at 14 was still around... You probably just get me to blind fire. Value's been bet way down. It's tens and ten and a halfs, depending on what book you use. And I got to be honest, I've lost enough money betting on Nebraska. So I'm going to, I'm just going to put my money somewhere else. I'm on a good run right now overall. I can't do it. I'm passing. Okay. Removing toxic sludge from your system is probably a good thing. They should be better without Scott Frost. You're in all these close <laughs> games. Can you? Is that, is that rude? I, no, but you're acting like it's colon blow. You're acting like they took some, like a mass dose of Metamucil <laughs> and every part. Of, there are still human some beings. remnants. Yeah, there are still people who played a role in that guy's d- d- destruction okay. of okay. this program. But let me give you a guy. Casey Thompson. 
Quarterback, quarterback. Yeah. Five touchdowns against Oklahoma a year ago. No interceptions. Close game as they continue to play close games. A little personal edge. Ten, ten and a half is as low as I would play it, but it's still in the range for me to go Nebraska. You're, you listen, you're at a peak of masculinity. You're a brave man. I'm just Nikki not... Joseph's got my back. Dude, I, okay, time out. Evan, make a note of this. If Nebraska wins this game, I will, A, never forgive myself <laughs> for not betting them all the weeks I did, Scott. Scott! And we are going to get a frame, <laughs> almost funeral style. I want a framed photo of mickey joseph for behind you just make note all right let's go to game number two now this is a game i am all about and this honestly i'm starting to think that jim hates mormons oregon laying three and a half to number 12 byu aka the team costa hates aka the team costa bets against AKA the team that has busted your ass twice. So I, the question is, is it a hate crime? If I pick against him a third straight week, I just think it's going to be costly. Do you want me to, I, I actually break really, this down. Do you, do you, I'll give you my spin on this. I really like this game watching BYU Baylor. And I know you had a position on Baylor and then I kind of, I kind of narked you and I did something I never should do. I just, you were so ice cold. I just blind fired a BYU bet before I went to bed. Prick. I know. It's, dude, it's terrible. It's bad form. I wouldn't have done it if we were hanging out. But what BYU did is they out-physicaled Baylor. They out Baylored Baylor. Look, Dave Aranda and that Baylor program is no joke. This isn't the sauce and sizzle from the RG3 Arbriles era. BYU is power five physical. Now, they also, look, they probably got seven starters on D that are all 35 years old, married, three kids. It's, it's BYU. Mm -hmm. You get these guys who come home from mission and they look like Schwarzenegger, but on offense and defense, there's physicality. I have a huge advantage in this game. My opinion, I think Jaron Hall for BYU singular best player in the game. Jaron Hall, Bo Nix, Jaron Hall, Bo Nix. So then you go, well, why is BYU an underdog? All right. Well, a couple notes. Their top two receivers were out last week. There's no update on them this week. And look, game time Gun decision. Gunnar Romney and what is it? Puka Nakua? Parker Sounds Nakua? Good. It could be Bob Nakua, whatever it is. They went out last week. You got a great stat on it. They threw to 60 different guys. Nine different pass catchers last week, 12 different pass catchers in the open. Right. And that's what, when you have a veteran quarterback, you can do that. Now, my guess, and again, I'm taking a risk here. I think if you want to be ultra conservative, you wait for news on Romney and Nakua, but here's what you're trading off. You're going to lose all the value in that number. Mm -hmm. I think getting three and a half is huge. Um, I'm going to risk it for the biscuit. I am going to take BYU. I think the physicality travels. I think in the NFL, we always love the quarterback advantage. It's only amplified in college. Little bit of an issue, though, where BYU opened cross-country road trip to South Florida. Week two, night game at home, a big, big matchup against Baylor. A lot of emotion. You got to hope there's toothpaste left in the tube. Here's a stat for you. Mm -hmm. And it's the one thing, and I, I, I know with Dan Lanning, it's a new team. I'm trying to not let recency bias get me with what they did or didn't do against Georgia. Oregon versus the th of ranked opponents, if I could spit it out. Last three against ranked teams, 0-3. Hasn't scored double digits and has only averaged 245 yards of total offense. See, that's my concern, and maybe I'm just not giving them enough credit. Does Oregon have any skill position players? Like, anybody any good? I mean, on defense, they do. No, 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 but offensively, like, yeah, can no. they 
can they get the ball going a little bit? Because I don't care what you did against Eastern Washington. I do question you lost both running backs from last year's team. Bo Nix is your quarterback. That position hasn't been very good for a couple years down there. So now what? BYU's held both of their opponents under 300 yards in the first two games. They brought back 10 starters on defense. Okay. And I get the, the quarterback I trust with or without his receivers. Yeah. I'm going to join you. We'll go BYU. All right. We're screwed now. See? <laughs> the, the black angel of death over here is just poison <laughs> that pick. No, and, and, and I'll be honest with you. Everybody seems to be on BYU, and that's not yeah, a side. That's dangerous. That's not a side I want to be on. I worry about the fatigue factor. You know, the, the cross-country trip week one, yeah, you can drop a bomb on a team, but it's still – Huge travel, that Florida humidity. And then but again, you, do you see Oregon running away with this? And if the answer is no, I like no. having three in the hook in our back pocket. No. And and, and, and a quarterback. Depending on what systems you use, different things of that type, S&P Plus, whatever it may be. Do BYU is being undervalued here. Do I like number 25 doling out points to number 12? No, I don't. And I'm breaking my own rule to do it. But I think BYU is power five tough. I think they're physical. I think I got the better QB. And look, Outson's a tough place to play, but... BYU lines up, and they play. They play schedules. They play tough places. So I'm going to take Jaron Hall and go with it. The next game's all yours. Oh, I got to tell you, I want no part of this thing. The orange out, Jordan-Hare Stadium. Penn State comes in number 22, minus 3.5 at Auburn. 3.30 kick on CBS. I like Auburn in this one. I don't love Auburn in this one. We all know about their quarterback situation and how unforgiving it is. But they're the home team. They can run the ball, and they can stop the run. You're telling me James Franklin, on the road, tough place to play. Sean Clifford, on the road, tough place to play. I think this Auburn team can make them one-dimensional. More Sean Clifford passes in a hostile environment. And let's remember, last year, Auburn nearly went in there and did the thing at Beaver Stadium. I did they see. ran the ball well. Tank Bigsby still, still there. I like Auburn plus the three and a half. I did peruse some of the papers down there, too. There are quotes that exist. Um, players feeling like they owe Penn State one. Yep. Players feeling like, hey, we've circled this. Well, I respect it. What I can't get past is the quarterback position at Auburn with Finley and Ashford. Sure. Now, I think what you're going to see is Finley be the starter. He's very limited in my mind. Ashford becomes the change of pace guy. Tank Bigsby's a stud muffin. Mm -hmm. That kid is a beast. But I have a real issue in betting on Auburn. And look at last week. Now, this game didn't make our board, but they were about 25-point favorites against San Jose State. I think they walked out of their three-point winners. And it was I, a possession, yeah. Yeah, and I can't sit here and tell you that that's some indicator. Maybe it's a look-ahead spot. Maybe they, they tailed off. But I just don't love betting on a team where I hate the quarterback position. No disrespect to both young men. Um, and, I'm, and I'm going in. Look, Penn State, I know we don't think a lot of Purdue – but they've already gone on the road. They've already played at night. They've already had the in a they've already had a chips down moment, meaning, hey, there's a minute left in right. this game, and we need a touchdown to go win this puppy. And they've done it. Don't love betting on them. Don't love Clifford. And I've told you my limitations on Auburn. I will watch it. I'm amped up for it. These are the games we don't get enough of in mm -hmm. college football. I'm down, but I can't bet it. Oh, yeah. I mean, sign me up for more of these teams. Like I loved Auburn going north last season and then Penn yep. State the return trip going south and we need more of this in it's sport. a great segue into one of the other I think this is a super sexy game number 11 Michigan State traveling out to Washington the Big Ten Pac-12 well now Pac-10 Pac-12 uh 730 ABC uh I'll let you take the lead on this and then I I've got a couple little tidbits to throw in and again Jim I think you've got a good – I think you're on a right side capping this, but I'm going to offer people a perspective. Because it's no secret I did go to MSU, 
but it's also no secret I'm loyal to my money, not my team. So let's just be clear. Different kind of green. So just full transparency, I looked Sunday, and this line opened Washington plus three and a half. And if we were just doing this to make money, you and me, I would have just bet it Sunday. But we picked the games. Oh, there's pods that'll do that too. Right. You know, we got the number plus. Well, bully for you, Cheech. And I'm not asking for sympathy in my record. I get it. This is how we're doing it. But this is one of those deals. The line has swung the other way now. So Washington is minus three and a half. And this is what the line should be in my mind. Can I help you with something? What? Jim, the people who are doing this as a living, A, it's one in a thousand. B, they're not listening to this podcast. No. They don't listen to any podcasts. So they're betting on Sunday. Mm-hmm. They're not thinking about it. It's, it's okay, buddy. But this is where I think the line should be. And I still would play it. So I like Washington in this one. This is, we got burned on reverse line movement last week, but I'll, I'll stand by it. Stanford, two possessions inside the five. Don't turn the ball over. Same deal, reverse line movement. Most of the money on MSU. Line going the other way. Right. And I like Washington as the home team playing a Spartan team that's looked shaky offensively, specifically Peyton Thorne. Can we acknowledge he has not looked very good through the first two games? I'll do more than acknowledge it. I'm just letting you have the podium because you're on a roll. This guy's like a politician over here (laughs) with this game. Go ahead. Here, can you give him a pan? He can hold it when he's delivering this speech. So in Washington, I I looked at this team. They've got two 300-pounders, including a converted guard who's 340 pounds. They're going to stuff the middle. They're going to force Thorne to execute on the road in a big spot early in the season. And on the flip side... Washington could not score a year ago. They bring in Michael Penix, and we remember him in all those Big Ten games. He was very good. He just never stayed healthy. He's healthy. The head coach, DeBoer, coached him. Kalen worked with him at at Indiana. Indiana. And they have a couple guys on the outside going up against the Michigan State secondary. It's down a couple bodies in a tough spot. So I like Washington, minus the three and a half, leaning into all the football reasons and the non-football reasons. Now, the question for you is, yeah, buddy. Where, where are you at on well, this? Well, I want to I throw some tidbits. Yeah. Um, a, I think you're on the right side, even if you didn't handicap the game. When you see Big Ten go out to Pac-12 country, that's almost an autoplay on the Pac-12. It really is. Um, historically speaking, whether it's Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, there's just no program who goes out to the West Coast and plays well. Mm-hmm. So right off the top, right side. Line movement, terrifying. Um, I'll, I want to shout out my radio partner on a, on a day and day. If you're local, Rico Beard and I do a show by afternoons in Detroit. Um, and he has a podcast, five star zone where he is the big 10 maestro. Oh yeah. All big 10 football, all big 10 basketball. So I, I talked to Rico, a couple of notes. Oh boy. No, it's just, I want to put, well, he's plugged in. in. So yeah. he is very, I would tell you right now, as we tape, I have heavy doubts that Jaden Reed plays. So Jaden Reed I'm not going to tell you he's one of the five best receivers in America. More comfortable telling you he's one of the ten best. I'm certainly going to tell you with an infinity gauntlet he's one of the top 20 receivers in the country, okay? Jaden Reed ran into the bench last week, back first. I guess he gashed his back, nasty wound. Um, I'm not reporting he's not playing. I'm just telling you there are whispers around the program he is not going to play Saturday. I would wait to get news there because what Jim brought up is true. Peyton Thorne, who was streaky last year, Mm -hmm. Really inconsistent with accuracy so far, specifically when he throws the ball to Keon Coleman. Um, he's thrown a couple god-awful interceptions. But here are the tidbits. Like, like brain-dead interceptions. But here are the tidbits out of UW, and this is key. Okay. What's the last time Washington won against a ranked opponent in the non-conference at home? Husky Stadium. 
Legendary place. Right. Don Jane. How far back we got to go? 2001. <laughs> Who'd they beat? Uh, that part I, I Okay, it's not important. At that point, we're back 20 tidbit years. Tidbit number one. Let me give you tidbit two. You tell me if it shakes you at all. Yeah. Washington secondary has major problems. They lost two NFL corners. And they're starting a former walk-on and starting a transfer. Secondary a little bit shaky. Sure. A lot of UW fans don't love the secondary. Now, hey, man, I, I'm with you on this. I'm going to pass because, A, this same situation played out last year when MSU was going to take on Miami. MSU was a touchdown dog. Planet Earth, the line movement. You're not going to go in the humidity and win. You're fake, et cetera. And MSU went down there and outlasted Miami and physically battered them. I could see MSU winning this game, but I don't know the status of Reed. I don't trust the way my quarterback's playing. And look, use data as the example. The Big Ten does not travel west and play well. Jim, I think you're on the right side. Well, and the Reed thing makes me more excited you. because you, you multiply it. I oh, got you're a excited the young man's heard. What a disgusting individual. <laughs> I mean, my God. Walked right into that. This man's a pig. It's a multiplier. <laughs> if the quarterback can't get anything going and you take yeah. away his clear-cut best player, yeah. also great special teams guy, too. Superb that, punch. That's, that's an underrated big part of this. It is. And look, again, I, I don't love either side here. I think it's going to be a great game. These are the games, again, we get robbed of in college football. Yes, you get Ohio State and Notre Dame, or you get a Bama taken on a Texas. But in general, teams are not taking these games. I can tell you as a fan, step away from the betting stuff. I love seeing MSU play this game, even though there's a very distinct chance they lose. Why? Because I learned something. I'm going to learn what my team is and is not. What do you get out of playing Hawaii? Nothing. So, Jim, I would say Washington or pass. I got to see what the deal is with Reed. I'm just staying away from it. I think the only risk is if you wait for the Reed news and he doesn't play, and you're someone like me, you might lose a couple points. If you points like on Washington, you, you play take them, them right now. Yes. All right, last game on our board, and then we get to the best of the rest. Top 25 game, but there's not a lot of sizzle here. Number 24, Texas A&M, minus 5.5, hosting number 13, Miami, 9 o'clock ESPN. Texas A&M did not lose on a fluke last week against App State. I want to be very clear. This, no, is, not, this is not App State going into the big house and kicking a field goal late. Dominated on T.O.P. App State held them to under 100 yards passing. No. And, and, and again, it was not fluky. Here's the stat. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. How many four and five stars composite on A&M? Uh, a lot. 56. That, that would qualify. App State, one. <laughs> is it Bryce? The quarterback, the quarterback, Clemson. And we gave that to people as a bonus last week. It was one of the few wins I had. I don't have a read on this. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. You're the guy with the devil's number. It's five and a half. Do you have any, any, like, shepherd us into this? Yeah, I think if it was A&M not coming off a loss, I feel better about it. The idea of losing a Kyle Field in back-to-back weeks. But let's play this out for a minute. Haynes King, Van Dyke. You've got a major advantage at quarterback. Major edge. My problem with Miami is it's still Cristobal's first year. They're still moving this thing forward. Are they ready to really go and do this? When's the last time I took, you know, anyone took Miami on the road in a big, in a big spot and they delivered. I think it's Miami or pass a Jimbo Fisher to me. Here's the two things to keep eye of a there's going to, there's a lot of unrest in that program. If you talk to people, there's a lot of unrest. Hey, you spend all that money allegedly to bring in the greatest recruiting class in history. I got news for you. Hey, they are not going to sit around. Players are going to be making business decisions. Two, I think Jimbo's got to get off play calling. 
he's got to get out of that offensive brain trust in some total because Jimbo, when I watch A&M, that's an offense from 2013. How much has his tenure at A&M changed the way you view Jimbo Fisher? I've always like viewed... he, they won the national title, but how much of that do we look back and go lightning in a bottle, yeah. Jameis Winston, Heisman Trophy, 100%. And you look and go, so what's the selling point to this guy? Because it fell apart at the end at Florida State. It's it's not lived up to expectations yet at Texas no. A&M. No, and again, quarterback recruiting. Where are the quarterbacks? Where are the stars? I mean, you're at Texas A&M and you play in the SEC. Why am I sitting here with quarterback mediocrity? Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. And even last year, Haynes King, Calzada, it doesn't even matter. Like, you can't go multiple years and not have a big-time quarterback. So, I think it's Miami or pass. This is a game for me, and I'll, I'll be straight up with people. I think Miami either wins or just gets really beaten up. But I'm going to watch it. I think I'll know in the first five to seven minutes of watching this I game what I'm going to get. But I'm not going to throw a pick out to the people because it's a tough read. And Miami, you got to prove to me. I think it's very, you know, we're going to talk about this on the NFL episode when we cut it. Situational handicapping, the deeper the season goes, you get data points, right? We get, hey, I saw this team play in this environment. Hey, here's this team with this situation Mm -hmm. where I'm on the road. A&M, wounded animal, back in the corner. You, You start to situational cap a little bit more using your numbers, use what you watch. I, I just can't make a move on this one. I can't. I can't either. And it's it's one of those deals where, yeah, Kyle Field, you show some kind of backbone as a program, you probably do come out and win I'll this game. This, but they, they look dead on offense. Jim, if they lose this game, you look at their upcoming schedule. And this isn't just, you know, SEC, it means more. No, I mean literally look at their schedule. Oh, can we do this? Can we bring this up? Do it, because I'll tell you, if they lose this game, this thing could go sideways in a hurry. So certain books will offer you look-ahead lines. And I saw, just because we're scrolling, looking at everything, seeing if we miss any picks, and at the very bottom, there's already a look-ahead line out for their game next week. They're Arkansas? Arkansas. Arkansas minus one and a half. I bet it right now. I, I, I'm looking at it like, what? I bet it right now. The only thing I'd be afraid of is if they lose this game to Miami, you're now taking them to lose three in a row. And they're at home next week again, right? Uh, I think it might be a neutral site. Oh, what are they playing in Dallas? I think so. Let me get that for you. Double check on it. But look, guys, we're not going to do like uh, Aggie radio. I just, I wanted to spend time on this game because I think it's truly a fascinating situation. And for Cristobal, look, it's a bit of a signature early W. I mean, it's a ranked win on the road in the state of Texas. It does matter. What do you got in that Arkansas AT&T Stadium. Jerry World. So you don't have to worry about Kyle Field. You can get it minus one, like one and a half right now. So again, I take, I take Arkansas. We don't always do this, but I saw it. And it's worth passing well, along t- to people because they can play it. It's not going to count for our record, but they can play it. So and, let's and they should. This. Let's go best of the rest. A perfect segue. Yeah. And I'm going to bump a game up because you talk about future stuff. Let's lead with that. Number four, Michigan hosting the latest cupcake on the assembly line. UConn, noon on ABC. Michigan laying a robust 46 and a half. Well, that's all. But see, I don't have anything for this. What I want to offer you are two future bets here. Because, A, with what's happened at Notre Dame, and we're going to talk about their game against Cal a little bit later, I think we have to devalue Ohio State a little bit. Mm -hmm. Okay? And with Michigan making the move at quarterback, seemingly with J.J. McCarthy, he will start again. Unproven? Yes. Mm -hmm. Skilled? Absolutely. What do you make of these two futures? Michigan to win the Big Ten at plus 400. And then I'm offering this as a bomb. I'm not telling you this is happening. I'm not telling you it's a great idea. 
I'm telling you, if you want to have a bomb play, like Stetson Bennett preseason at plus 2,000 to win the Heisman, and then he played well against Oregon and was like plus 400, J.J. McCarthy to win the Heisman, what is it, plus 3,000. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The farmer's dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, so still a lot of value. No, no, but here's why. If last year taught me anything, it's that the Michigan machine and the media that drinks their bathwater can will anything into existence. When, when Aiden Hutchinson went to New York, it told me, in the words of Kevin Garnett, 
anything is possible. Will Anderson had a better year than Hutch, yet got no love to get to New York. So if they can get Hutchinson to New York, what can they do with a dashing, handsome Zach Wilson clone at quarterback? So look, I think Michigan's legit. We know they're good. We just don't know anything beyond it because the schedule is such a joke. But plus 400, because I ain't in the business of laying 46 and a half. And if you want a bomb play, McCarthy plus 3,000. Because he's going to go out and throw three, four touchdowns well, and, this week. And the schedule sets up for him to throw three or four touchdowns most weeks of the season. I mean, you boil it down, they play, is it? Who's good in the Big Ten? Three ranked teams on the schedule. Penn State, Michigan State, Ohio State. Will Penn State. State be ranked when they and play they them? they might not be. Will Michigan State be ranked, considering you're betting against them? So my point is, Jim, there's a fair chance they don't play a ranked opponent until they get to OSU. So if they're a 10 or 11 win football team, and McCarthy has an explosive offensive season, and you're oh. sitting there with a ticket, plus 3,000. 3, so I wanted to offer it. Okay. I'm not into it, like future-wise, but it caught my eye. And I, look, Michigan's got a it's lot It's a of way fans. of talking about this game without talking about this game, because I, I'm not going to root for backups to get me home. I got burned last week. Thanks, Cade. Um, sorry. Come come on, you're playing in Hawaii. Punt, 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 interception. No, you know what the you're, problem you're is? You're killing me, kid. Hold on, here's the problem. See, now nah, Maybe you, some of the fans in the stands had it, too. You're starting to talk like a gambler. You got exactly what you deserve. The minute you play Michigan-Hawaii, you play any game with a 51-and-a-half-point spread, let me tell you something. You got exactly what you deserve. I don't want to hear it. 50, Come on! 50, the guy's competing for his job. Score a touchdown. One against Hawaii. 51 one. and a half. 51 and a half. Fine. Okay, but I, my point is I'm not doing that to myself again. There are too many other games. Good, then don't not, do okay. it here. Not, then don't do not, it here. I'm not playing it. Number one Georgia laying 24 and a half at Cock Commander. I mean South Carolina. Noon on ESPN. Now, this matchup's been a little bit of a house of horrors for Georgia over the years. But Georgia, look, the line opened up at 16 and a half. Bumped up a whole eight points. And I'm not touching. And it's still a road game. It's irresponsible for me to okay, offer it. Great, but I will, on. hold on, I will say this. We have to get comfortable with Georgia being Bama. And what I mean by that is we now, mentally, when we look at Georgia games and what we deem crazy spreads, we never say it with Alabama. Look at last week. We literally, I mean, what a couple of assholes we are. We laid 20 points on the road at, at Texas, right. and Alabama hasn't played a true road game in, in, in eons, right, non-conference? Yeah. Just get your mind adjusted that Georgia is Bama, and Georgia might just be one of one. If you really think about who's great, not good, not very good, who's great? I could say Georgia's great, but who else? They might just be the one of one, but there is no way in this lifetime or the next I'm laying 24 and a half at South Carolina. Can't do it. It's just, it's against my principles. I'm not I'm either. Not. Let's get to a game that we are going to play. Yeah, nothing. This is a sobering come down, people. You're going to go from talking about Georgia and Michigan and Heisman's. I want you to settle in <laughs> for Jim Costa to give you a lap dance that's at the inflated condom, the Carrier Dome, Syracuse laying one and a half to Purdue. Have you ever watched a football game at the Carrier Dome? I have. Yeah, same. 1996. <laughs> In my youth, I went and saw, at the time, ranked Syracuse against undefeated Army. Ronnie McAda at quarterback. What? Ron Shalinski at quarterback. I did not expect him to have a story. Joel Hewitt at fullback. <laughs> the cadets had these bow staffs like the Ninja Turtles with skulls on top, and they were banging them on the, the aluminum benches. 
Listen, memory. So you're aware of what this is. This is this is Purdue plus one and a half no, at that Syracuse. Was, that was, as Stephen A. Smith says, Paul Pasqualoni. That was when Syracuse was good. This with my boy Dino Babers we both is not want that. it to work for Dino. You and I both want to see Dino Babers be successful. You know why? Two words. Falcon fast offense. They when were he, so electric in when Bowling he was Green. Bowling Green. Yes. They were running the play every four See, seconds. And that's like where the Venn diagram, we like intersect. Because as a Mac guy, I watched him just take the league by storm. And so it, you and it hasn't sell happened me, in Syracuse. Sell me on the dinosaur barbecue play of the week. Syracuse minus one and a half. And there as well. There we go. Here's the thing. Syracuse brings Sean Tucker back. 1,400 yards. One of the nation's leading rushers from a season How ago. did that kid not hit the portal? I, bizarre sorry Q's fans but he's he's there and 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 Schrader their quarterback has looked good early in the season um you want stats sure throw 79 percent completion rate 529 yards their first two games that's more than pretty good so Babers has a tailback a quarterback they're playing at home on that fast track now you might say isn't that Purdue's deal too they're going to sling the ball around as well Syracuse brought back the back eight of their 3-3-5 defense so all the linebackers all the corners, all the safeties. They were 26th in the country against the pass a season ago. They did not give up a lot of explosive plays. So matchup, football X's and O's, they've got the horses to spread out and play Purdue style. And I love that this has crossed the bridge. Like, I know, hey, and if you guys don't value this, it's cool. And I'm not using it as, like, this crucible of truth. It's just when one team opens as a favorite and it goes all the way to the other side, I pay attention to it. Um, this speaks to me. This is exactly the type of rat team that I, I can get down on. Let's go baggy dome. Let's mm-hmm. get this done, man. I'll, I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to play Syracuse here. I'm down on the big 10 and specifically the big 10 West. And I gotta be honest, Purdue is always like that it team, but they lost so much. And I, Jim, the line does tell me a lot. Like if Purdue rolled in and they're laying four and a half, five and a half, six and a half. I almost feel worse about it. But right. the idea that they were laying one and a half and then the money spoke and you've got Syracuse as a favorite, I'm going to go with it. Maybe I'm getting trapped. I'm going to take use. How about another one of these games that you probably aren't watching unless you're betting? Western Kentucky plus six and a half at Indiana. And what I want you to do is lean on what we know. Because I had this game on the sheet. I took it off the sheet. I put it back on the sheet. Oh, no. We both talked about it. Indiana's not good. Indiana, were they down against Idaho last week? They were down 10-0 at, at the, the half. half. And then an emotional rally okay. at the Rock. Emotional. At the you Rock. You were in the locker room. How was the halftime speech? What did they say? Tom Allen was doing cartwheels. <laughs> but what else do we know? Western Kentucky likes to sling the ball. They like to throw it around. They like to make some plays. Here's the issue. Against a team that has no business running away with this game in Indiana. So we're going to hang in mm. with six and a half. Uh, if you'll let me, I think Moneyline is a smart play here, too. Oh, I think God. every once in a while you get frisky. Every once in a while you say, wait, hold on. That team is not very good, and my team is capable of pulling off the upset. So at plus 198, we could go Moneyline Western Kentucky. Evan, I need combat pay with this guy. I All told right. you what I say. No nervous energy today. There's not nervous energy, but I I, I want to just – can we have a conversation yeah, or is this play it. already no, made? No, no, go ahead. A, anytime you bet an underdog of more than a field goal, it's the, it's the only appropriate move that you take a quarter of whatever your unit measure is. And everybody... No judgment. No, here's the deal, guys. Whether you bet a lot, bet a little, or don't bet at all, this is a podcast for you. We're talking football. 
I don't care what you bet. The principles are the principles. You always take a money line shot. If you like a six and a half point dog, what, what's the money line? Plus 195? 198, 200, basically. Okay, is it sad that I knew that off the top of my head? Probably. <laughs> the point is, bet them with the points, I beg of you, and then take a little slice, a quarter unit, okay. and put it on money line. Now, here's the deal. So before you get into it, one last note, and I don't put a lot of stock in ESPN's FPI. I put none. That's okay. toilet paper. Great. They think Western Kentucky is just the straight-up better team in this game. So I'm not, like, out to lunch when I tell you I think okay. Western Kentucky is the better but team. But can we at least have a conversation about Western played Austin P. go Governors. And Hawaii. And Hawaii. Yeah. But it's now, a style thing. They have the guys under, to run that offense. But remember, this is a different Western Kentucky. I was actually looking at their play splits. I am a loser. Um, this is great. They're way closer to being a 50% balanced team. Now, Austin Reed, the D2 transfer, I think it was from West Florida, a decorated D2 guy. He's come up and, look, had a little jitters in the, in the first game. They didn't look great. My mom could go out and throw for a buck and a quarter against Hawaii, so I don't know what to value there. Cade McNamara couldn't. Are we forgetting that IU, who just buried Virginia, buried them, and, excuse me, Illinois, buried Virginia. Illinois last week lost to Indiana. Lost to them. Now, I'm not telling you Big Burt. And the Illini are some great shakes, but it's a data point, Jim, where, hey, Western could go out here. This thing could go sideways. Would I ever take Indiana laying six and a half? No. But this, I'll be honest, this is the scariest play on the board for me. But you know what I'm going to do? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to do what friends do. I am not only going to support you with my words and good wishes. I am going to hold your hand and I'm going to put real money behind this. And when it doesn't hit, I'm going to show up at your fucking door with an invoice for getting me to bet on Western Kentucky at IU. But I, I'll take you know, the six this, and a half. This is, I wanted to be true to myself. I liked the play. Then I took it off the board. I'm like, ah, I, I don't want to second guess myself. I don't like Western to... Kentucky. I don't like Indiana. This is a good spot. All right, let's keep it moving. I will do this. But please, God, don't let this be one of your disasters. Mm. All right, Notre Dame. Laying 10 and a half against Cal, 2.30 on NBC and Peacock. Irish can't go 0-3, right? They don't have to. I know, but the way they played last week, they will. Justin Wilcox at Cal is no joke when it comes to defense. Mm -hmm. The Bears play D. I know people don't look at the Pac-12 that way. Here's the problem with this game. If you wanted Cal, you've lost four points of value. The line was at 14 and a half. I can't give it to you at 10 and a half. B, you think Notre Dame's offense is bad. And, oh, by the way, replacing a quarterback, Buchner out, Drew Pine in. And you go, well, Pine could be good. He was a four-star. He was highly recruited. Well, first of all, if he's so good, why'd he get beat out by Buchner? Second of all, this kid's tiny. 5'11", maybe 6 feet tall, 175 pounds. Drew Pine? And you go with Cal? Their offense is worse than Notre Dame's. I can't do it. Early in the week, I know Jim always tells you the numbers on Sunday are way different than when we tape on Wednesday. I would lean on the under. I think it's down to 39 and a half. Oh, see, I, I can't do it. I mean, you're playing like a 24-14 game at that point or worse. And it, it might be. Like, I do think we're in store for a really low-scoring game between these two teams, but it's tough to stomach an under in the 30s. It, it just, it, I mean, neither, listen, neither team has run the ball through the first two games of the season. Here's my other fear. And we talked about this against Ohio State. Notre Dame doesn't have any skill no. skill position on the outside. So with that low wattage offense, I mean, I like I, I can't, I can't take them with the 10 back. points. They got a nice running back room. 
The O-line, I thought, would be better Me than too. it is. But, man, Marshall just came in and bully balled him. I mean, Marshall put up over 200 yards of rushing. I, I just – it's a game I need to keep an eye on because, look, I – I admit it. I thought Marcus Freeman was a good hire. I think he's a superstar D coordinator turned head coach. But let's be real. He's 0-3 at Notre Dame now. They lost the bowl game. Lost the first two games of the season. Embarrassing home loss to Marshall as a three-touchdown favorite. They got to snap back. I just don't know if I'm they're, – they're cap- I almost view Notre Dame as rich man's Iowa. I don't know if they're capable of covering a number. Well, that was what I was going to ask you is do we play the 10 and a half? I can't take 10 okay. with Cal. All right. Because they can't Jim, score either. No, I get, I, I get it. it, 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 it but if it's a 9-6 to six game, I love having 10 points. This is like if I give Evan and you Nerf swords and I just sit here and watch. Nobody's killing <laughs> like anybody. Like those pool noodles. Yeah. <laughs> you, you and Evan, naked in a pool, pool noodles, until someone dies. Live on Peacock. It'll, it'll be a 7. It'll be like Ben Hur. It'll be a 7-hour marathon. I yeah, can't Okay, do I'm it. not going to play it either. Next game, Houston. Talk about a roller coaster for these guys. Houston laying nine and a half. Against, wait for it, resurgent Kansas football. Shout out Lance Leopold. Um, This is a sell-high spot for me. Kansas football beating West Virginia. By the way, Neil Brown, it's been nice knowing you. I mean, West (laughs) West Virginia is going to fire him out of a cannon, no doubt. Kansas football has two wins. One more win. They got their win total. Uh, Leopold's doing a nice job. Jalen Daniels, the quarterback, has been very good. But hold on a minute. Just so we're clear, Kansas getting nine and a half from a Houston team who week one, triple OT thriller against UTSA. Week two was another three OTs against Texas Tech on the road. This could be a toothpaste out of the tube spot where they don't have much left, but I got to tell you something. I think Kansas is getting a little too much shine. West Virginia stinks. Kansas going down to H-Town. This this is a nice spot for Houston. I'm going to lay the nine and a half. I'm selling high on Kansas football. Might be the only time you ever hear me saying that. I'm selling high and it dipped below 10. I'm going to go contrarian here. I'm going to take Houston, lay the nine and a half. The dip is what saved me from myself because I'm on the other side of this. So then take it. No, no, because it's under the number. And it is Kansas football. But, Mike, I think Kansas might be good. I don't want to say it too loud. They might be, like, okay. You may not want to say that at all. They're running the ball. They've got a good coach. Houston, Houston hasn't played a complete game yet. No, I know they've gone but, to overtime both times, and we think but here's the they key. have not played four quarters. But here's the key. Defensively, and this is why I like them laying the nine and a half. Defensively, they've been rock solid. Week one against UTSA, they largely held UT- UTSA in check. Game goes to 3 OT, you get some added points. What happened against Texas Tech? That game had a total posted of 63, and there was about 30 points scored before they went to overtime. This Houston defense lines up, and they bang. They play. They play physical. I, look, it's a when sell- they go to their third straight overtime game. You're going to want the nine points. I know you will. And this, I'm, I'm warning people. Okay. This is not one of my strongest plays. This is, you know what, Jim? This is why I don't do units and four star play and bib, kill your bookie. lock of the week. Not doing it. I'm just telling you, it's a sell high spot for okay. Kansas. All right, go to the next one because I know we're on the same we side. We both like this. It's very exciting for me. Go ahead. LSU plus two and a half hosting Mississippi State down at Death Valley. We both like Mississippi State. They went down there a couple years ago, won the game there. Stupid experience team. Eight starters back on each side of the ball. Will Rogers. They've done it. This team's done it before. The program's done it before. And LSU, we watched them that Labor Day weekend. Woof. Woof. 
You tell how many how many points are they gonna score in this game? Uh, look, 10, I, 13? Here's give my me problem. a leech team. My problem, A, the special teams, that was a total train wreck. Jaden Daniels, to me, I've never liked. I mm-hmm. just don't think he's a good football player. If the first read's not there, he takes off. And again, LSU defensively, they've already lost their best defensive player for the year. I mean, is Boutte going to walk off the field and delete his social media mid-game on offense? I don't like I, – I told you. I didn't understand the Brian Kelly hire. I thought he inherited a complete mess at LSU. Now, he may get it right, but I think you see the problem here. Now, look, do I like betting a team who, by the way, it opened up LSU minus two and a half. Mm-hmm. It is cross the bridge, and Miss State is, is favored by two. Right, so you got a home dog here in LSU. Here's what I like. I'm not trying to turn Arizona – into some hero squad. They've already gone on the road, and they've already destroyed somebody. And it's a Power 5 team. And if LSU's going to keep making mistakes in the special teams game, if their quarterback's not going to be able to make reads, I, I'm, I'm going to take Mike Leach. They're going to sling this thing around the yard, and LSU's got to show me what they can do with it. And I'm taking Mississippi State. I'm rolling with it. I think Mississippi State is one of those teams that is is routinely undervalued. They don't play in a big market. You don't watch them a lot. They're in the shadow, even in their own state, with the lane train at Ole Miss, but certainly in the conference with Alabama and Arkansas and Auburn and Georgia and Florida. I I just think Mississippi State is the better team, and I'm telling you, that Brian Kelly thing, you saw the press conference, Mm -hmm. you see the awkwardness. That crowd will not hesitate to turn in a hurry. I'm taking Mississippi State. I'm going to lay the two. Is that your favorite play of all of them so far today? Because it might be my favorite. Because of how much I don't like Brian Kelly, it could be. Yeah. I'm not allowed to have favorite plays. Right now, I'm trying to maintain my confidence in the research I do, the games I watch. Last week was tough, but you've told me, no scared money. Let's play the Mm -hmm. game. So I'm playing it. Okay. Uh, But it is one that jumped out at me, and I, I did circle first. Go to the next one for me. This is your game. I don't know that I have a play on it. 16 in the country, NC State, minus 10, hosting Texas Tech. Yeah. Figure it out. Um, and I've watched a lot of both of these teams. Look, Texas Tech, Donovan Smith is a nice story, but here's my problem. They've thrown four interceptions this year. They've thrown 19 interceptions since the start of last season. Okay, so the Tech offense is very loose. NC State, everyone talks about Devin Leary for good reasons. He's a hell of a good player. But NC State's defense is the real story. If we go back to week one, I gave ECU plus 12. The only reason NC State was able to be in that game, let me repeat this to you, in that game was their defense because offensively they were wretched. Special teams, they got a punt block for a TD, but defensively, NC State is rock solid. You're going to get Texas Tech now going cross country, loose with the football, emotional dub against Houston last week in state, guns up. And now you're going to go take on a team. Let's be let's be real about it. I think NC State was overrated as this top 10 team. But NC State, to me, is superior to anything Tech has played. And now I think the bloom comes off the rose. And I think the number, they're begging you to take Tech. And it's a good spot. Home team at night. I just think Donovan Smith, reality check. He's going to give the ball away a couple of times. Three he's times a, last week. Hey, he's a hell of an exciting player. The scramble in OT against Houston was electric. And I love my Red Raiders. I got nothing against them. Um, but I, I think this is a get-right spot for NC State to really reintroduce themselves to people. Because week one, I got to tell you, a lot of people watched that game, and you did not come away feeling good about NC State football. I'm going to take NC State. I'm going to lay the 10. I good, am. Good for you. That's the only side I would play on it. Could he be more patronizing with that selection? 
All right, go ahead. Do me good, a favor. Good for you. Here, put your head in the guillotine right here with this one. Because this game right here, I think, out of your goddamn mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. Show everybody. Uh, all right. UTSA, the Roadrunners, who have burned me twice this year, they're plus 12 and a half at Texas. 8 p.m. Longhorn Network. Don't look at me. This is all you. Okay. I'm not even in the room for this pick. So you'd have to torture me to bet against UTSA again. So I'm going to go the other way and bet with them in a couple reasons. Texas, you play Alabama twice. They've treated that like a win last week. They moved up in the rankings. Their coach said, we just ran out of time. We didn't lose the game. I, I hate that. I couldn't believe that. So, so they won. No, no, Mike, they're coming off a win in their mind. This is Texas off a win. We're back, lowly in-state school, and I'm getting 12 and a half points for a team that can move and score. I've downplayed them, but they were a good team last year. They can score points this year. 12 and a half. Meep, meep. Give me the Roadrunners. Here's the thing. I watched a lot of the Army game against UTSA. It's no secret I love Army. Um, I am contemplating taking the helmet out of the studio, though, because that was wretched. Here's the key. Box score watching is only so effective. If you were watching that game, before Ballard, Army's pass-oriented quarterback, got hurt, Army was up 28-14 and about to run away with the game. He gets hurt, drive stalls. I believe he had just, like, super cramps, like Avengers, Marvel super Comics cramps. cramps. No, they brought out the cart. I've never seen a player br- br- carted off with cramps. I thought he blew out his hip or something. So he leaves the game. By the time Ballard comes back, it's 35-28 UTSA. So I, I just, to me, I get a little worried here. They play the emotional game against Houston. They have this unbelievable rally. I mean, Jim. The Roadrunner sideline at Mikey Stadium, it was a rock concert. They were going nuts. They were fighting with the cadets. They're yelling at each other. Huge win, and here's your reward. Now you're going to Austin. I think you're in a tough spot. I'd lean Texas. I'm not putting this on the card, though, because I don't like Hudson Card. I don't like betting a backup quarterback. I'm just not into it. So I give you credit. Go with it. Meep, meep. I think UTSA is going to cost you money, and it will be hilarious to me. You want the game I really want to watch the most. I'm not kidding. Outside of watching my own team this week, MSU Washington, it is number seven USC laying 13 and a half as they bring in your Bulldogs, my Bulldogs, America's Bulldogs. Jim Costa on record saying he is a Jake Hayner household. Fresno State, I'll tell you, about seven people were awake watching that game last weekend. Oregon State's got the ball from like the three-yard line with two seconds to go. They don't take the field goal. They run a play. Risk it for the biscuit, and they score. They win by three. They break Fresno in half. I got to tell you something. Watching USC Stanford, that USC defense is bad. You say whatever you want. And David Shaw broke out the new offensive system. I think we know why that spread was what it was. They ran full RPO, a lot of delay mesh points. And Stanford didn't get stopped. They stopped themselves. Mm -hmm. Fumble at the one, interception in the end zone. So we look at USC. They're going to face an NFL quarterback, Hayner, a former Washington transfer, big-time quarterback. Fresno going all the way back to the Pat Hill days. Anyone, anywhere, anytime. I love Fresno. They're tough as nails. I still don't know what that V on their helmet stands for, but I don't care. I'm taking Fresno with the 13 here because, look, I, I find it hard to believe USC is going to pace. Caleb, Caleb Williams may win the Heisman. Lincoln Riley has settled in. Uh, Jordan Addison was spectacular last week. This, to me, is just a back-and-forth affair, a race to 40. And I like the 13-and-a-half, and a a lot like last week where I live bet Stanford getting the 15-and-a-half. 
I think you got an opportunity for that dirty yet sexy backdoor cover. I'm going to take Fresno. And here's the other thing I would tell you. Over would be a play, but I can't hand it to you at 74 and a half when it opened at 66 and a half. So what I will tell you is late night, no drunk betting, please. But if you watch this game and your sports book offers you live odds, check in if the game flow slows a little bit and you can find something 67 or south, a.k.a. the opening number, mm-hmm. I may rifle in a live over there, but I am not handing 74 and a half. That's irresponsible. Listening to you talk about this game, I'm going to add it to my card. I am. I'm going to join you because I had this one circle hey, preseason. I got you a dollar. That's <laughs> real. Right well, no, like, listening it. to here, I'm like, okay, before the season, I talked up Fresno. I like them. I don't like USC's defense. I don't want to overreact to Fresno screwing me last week. Right. Ner- no nervous energy this week. This is a game I had identified before the season. You made all the compelling points. I'm Can adding it to the card. Well, and here's the other thing. This is why you guys have to download the NFL show, too, even if you're not a huge fan, because as much as Jim crushed his bankroll on Saturday, he turned around and, and went Voltron mode. Okay? I went 5-1. and one, He went 4-2. and two, And if you factor in... We talked about Arizona and Kansas City. I know Jim had a side wager there. I gave you the Steelers. I, I, look, the account is flush. We're we both did well on Monday night this last oh, week. Oh, man, not only with Seattle, but then I had that stupid same-game parlay thing. I went nuts. <laughs> uh, but, look, bottom line, here's the card. You ready to do the Go review? Through yep. Uh, I'm going Mississippi State, minus 2.5. BYU, plus 3.5. The invoice game. Western Kentucky plus six and a half. I hate that pick, but I I need to do it for friendship, for you, for the pod. Fresno plus 13 and a half. Remember, you're live over if you're watching. Cuse minus one and a half. NC State minus 10. Houston minus nine and a half. And then this is a blind fire. This is a blind fire. NIU minus two and a half against Vanderbilt because it makes no damn sense. Go. All right. I go Nebraska plus 10 and a half. The Mickey Joseph Memorial game. Uh, He's going to get one, get him back for 1990. BYU plus three and a half. Auburn plus three and a half. Washington minus three and a half. I got Syracuse minus the one and a half. Western Kentucky, six and a half points. Mississippi State minus two and a half. UTSA plus 12 and a half. And Fresno State plus 13 and a half. We talked about it. I'm, I'm not going to take last week into this week. It's like if you're a quarterback, you throw an interception. You can't come back in the next series and be afraid of making a mistake. Okay. I'll just tell you, if you have another week like you had last week, I'm going to come over and have to hit the deposit button for you. <laughs> um, all right, so here's the deal, guys. Make sure you subscribe. Give us the reviews. It does help. I know it's a pain in the ass, but we do appreciate it. Uh, NFL pod will drop tomorrow. So make sure you get that. Uh, I, I'll Believe it or not, I feel like I've got a way better command of the NFL right now than college. College right now feels a lot more chaotic, a lot less certainty. Um, but download, subscribe, get involved. And that recap episode, that's going to be full time now. We're doing it every week on Monday because we're having a shit ton of fun doing this. And you guys seem to really enjoy it. So let's rock and roll. Everybody bet responsibly. Don't be a ding dong. Don't end up in a dumpster. Let's do this right. Redemption, respect, dignity. We're getting it all back this week. Or Jim's wearing a bag on his goddamn head. (laughs) That's Cash the Ticket. We'll talk to you later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 